Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Now, my first guest is one of Ireland's leading clinical psychologists. She's over 20 years experience working with children and teenagers and their families. And she's seeing more and more children coming to see her to help them deal with anxiety. As an, anxi- as an anxious child herself, she knows all too well the dreaded feelings that can sweep over the body and the fearful thoughts that creep into your mind when you're in the grips of anxiety. And so she felt compelled to help. Her book, Love In, Love Out, A Compassionate Approach to Parenting Your Anxious Child, helps parents parents who are finding it difficult to help children cope with their anxious thoughts and feelings. Dr. Mally Coyne, it's great to have you back on 11 to 1. How are you doing? Great, Sinead. It's great to be here. Thank you. Now, we touched on this the last time you were on with me, but you were an anxious child. Can you tell us in what ways you experienced this yourself? Well, it was around the age of eight or nine and my parents and I, you know, and me and my brother and sister moved around to lots of different countries because my father was a diplomat. And so we probably had a lot less support than usual, than usual, really. And around that age, I started to experience stomach aches and just really have a fear of going out to crowded places and just of getting lost somewhere. Um, And it really kind of showed in my stomach aches and just having these real kind of doom and gloom type of thoughts. I just looked at the world with anxious spectacles, I suppose, and um, it felt really real to me. And I was actually prescribed a placebo uh, powder at the time that I didn't know was a placebo. It was Mm. my brother and sister who decided to tell me that, um, which made me really kind of feel like, God, you know, people don't think that this anxiety is real. And I and then I, you know, I became a psychologist many years later and I've, you know, seen a lot of anxious kids with their parents. And it kind of just made me realize that sometimes parents find it hard to understand their child's anxiety because they don't feel it themselves or else the reason the child's anxious may feel a bit silly to the parents. Mm. But I just wanted to facilitate the understanding between children and their parents. Yeah, and and do you think, like, you know, you, as you say, you moved around a lot, you were in crowded situations, you know, uh, there wasn't a huge amount of support. Do you think there was something that in your childhood that triggered it? Or do you think that it's something that's in certain children? Well, they say about one five fifteen percent of children have a more anxious temperament, and that they can find from babies up. Um, they do studies on them, and so definitely, I would have been one of those children who had a more anxious temperament. That I would see threat more than we all see threat, and we all have threat-focused brains. But some of us see it that little bit more than others. So I would have been one of those kids. But then I, I was also aware of maybe disharmony going on in my kind of parents' relationship and mm. just um, just really feeling the weight of the world on my shoulders and not really having the words to, to really uh, to kind of say it and also yes. not really having people ask me, not having a doctor kind of trying to figure out or anybody else for that matter what's going on with you. Yes, and you mentioned, you know, one of the things and that's a really uh, key symptom that an awful lot of ways children will communicate this because obviously they don't have the language first. But, you know, you mentioned uh, uh, sore feelings in the tummy. This is one way that uh, kind of a warning sign that your child might be feeling this way. 
Absolutely. There's many. I mean, for younger children, we've spoken about this before, you know, like signs of anxiety can be, um, you know, monster, you know, nightmares mm. and bedwetting and really kind of physical signs like that. As they get older, you will find with the eight or nine year old that it's more things like stomach aches and panicky type of symptoms, you know, where they're not able to breathe, sleep problems, they can be irritable, difficulty concentrating. Sometimes they can present as quite angry. Um, and, and, and then the classic things that you would look out for is, you know, children that are very worried that are telling you something terrible is going to happen. Um, and that, that really, I suppose, how to differentiate a normal anxiety kind of where, where we're all anxious and um, one to be more concerned about is if your child is really showing you a change in their behavior over a certain, you know, over a, a, a certain amount of time and also that they're, it's affecting their relationships, it's affecting who they are, their engagement with school or socially and that's when you'd be more concerned. Yeah, because a lot of this would be ramping up now, you know, particularly when the country went into lockdown as amazingly passionate as Leo Varadkar was on that TV screen. I imagine that moment triggered uh, a lot of anxiety in children. You know, the return to school now as well, leaving that lockdown bubble can cause anxiety as well in, in a lot of children. So, you know, you're seeing this obviously a lot more now. Yeah, you are. I mean, I think definitely the last few months have been very difficult for a lot of kids and going back to school can be a really anxiety triggering for children anyway. Um, but I think, you know, to be kind of yanked out of the bubble that they have had with their parents. I mean, many kids thrive the last few months in lockdown where they didn't have to kind of face going into school or face their fears as much. They were in the safe cocoon of being with their parents. But then there's that there's there's kids who've experienced a lot of anxiety in the last few months from not having their normal supports. So it really depends on the child. But I think, yeah, it has it has been hard for kids going back to school. And I have heard of situations where, uh, you know, children have been... You, because at the end of the day, we can't blame them. No. We've been harping on and it's all over the media about, you know, safety. I'm even getting WhatsApp messages today from other parents saying, did you see this letter that came out that, you know, runny noses and sore throat might be an indicator of COVID? So oh, God. It's not just children that are, mm. you know, it's, it's children are picking up on what's going on around them. So I, that's why my book is very much focused on the parent and how they feel um, and trying to get the parent to, you know, kind of to, you know, to resolve what's going on within themselves before they're able to help their children. Yes, and the, yeah, there's a great quote actually that's included in the book that the child-parent relationship is the most powerful mental health intervention known to mankind. And this is something that's really resonated with me because so often we feel that we're doing wrong in some way by our children. There's a fear that it's our fault that they are the way they are or that they're having this anxious uh, thoughts maybe. But in fact, it's actually through connecting with our children on an emotional level, communicating with them that we can really make a difference. And this is kind of uh, working through the problem or the challenge that they have. Absolutely, Sinead. I mean, I think the blame thing, you know, mm. like when I mentioned earlier about nobody asked me what was going on when I was a kid, I'm not blaming my parents. I'm very much saying it was, wasn't was understood at the yes. time. Okay, so it's never, I, I'm a parent myself. It's never about blame. I can be anxious as a parent myself. But I just think, you know, it's really important to emphasize how important that child-parent relationship is and how you can use as an anxiety as an opportunity to connect with your child. But first, it's kind of 
of really important to figure out what does your child's anxiety do for you? How, how mm. do you feel in response to your child's anxiety? And that's why I put together what I call the safe chain of resilience, which is really a kind of step-by-step approach to helping you to manage your child's anxiety. And the S, the first step of that is self-care, which is about your, your child tells you they're anxious. How do you, how do you feel in reaction to that? Do you feel discomfort? That might be something to do with how your anxiety was managed when you were younger. And it doesn't mean you're failing as a parent or that you've done anything wrong. It's just, you know, it, it's important for you to be able to pause as a parent, bring awareness to the feelings and bring kindness to yourself before you can then respond to your child. Oh, that's yeah, that's very key because so often you you, you rush into, oh, my God, how am I going to cope with this? This is too overwhelming. I don't yeah. know what how to deal with anxiety. I'm, you know, I'm not a professional. But in fact, as you say, you can if you just take it take a break and, and think about it and assess it so go through the other the others with me because you as you said it's safe chain of resilience so yeah. uh, go, go through the other steps with me there yeah, um, the A is for anchoring. So basically this whole idea, of, it comes from attachment theory, which is beautiful. That's why I just thought this was so good for anxiety, that you are your child's anchor as a parent and you help them to feel safe and secure. But you're also there to help them to kind of, you know, from that safety, they can then, then go and explore their environment. But unless they feel safe, they cannot go and explore their environment. So you provide that safety and security for them. So really the anchor techniques that I kind of mentioned in my book are about things like say when your child's adrenaline is really really pumping hard mm. because they really uh, kind of fa- they feel they're facing a threat that feels really real to them so I kind of talk about little strategies like the 5-4-3-2-1 game so when they're really kind of panicky that you would get them to describe five things that they see four things they feel three things they can hear two things they can smell one good thing about themselves so it's kind of like oh well, yeah you know, and then you can also use like the dragon or the, um, the the butterfly hug where you get them to kind of hug, you know, different, um, you know, one hand over one arm and one hand over the other. And there's also, you know, breathing in a particular way, like a dragon or shaking on purpose, using that adrenaline. Then the F is for feeling felt, which is really when your child shares their worries with you, they're sending out a signal that they want your support and helping them. So it's about responding warmly and empathetically to them listening to their feelings unpacking their worry I think this is one of the most important ones your child says I'm worried about school it's about unpacking it's about saying well okay so that sounds really difficult for you I'm wondering what part of school are you worried about because mm-hmm. they're thinking very black and white and you just need to unpack what it is because unless you unpack and unpick what it is then you can't really help them and then it's from them that then that you move to empowerment which is finding this middle ground between empathizing with them but also gradually encouraging them to face their fears but they won't be able to face their fears unless they feel safe and that's why you have to go through all these other their steps first before you can then you know and I think it's really important to talk to your children about how anxiety affects their thoughts yes. their feelings their body and their behaviour and I have a little diagram in my book that looks at all the ways that it affects their bodies because once they understand why they are Feeling those belly. things, yes. Yeah, why they can, their belly is hurting, yes. why their throat feels constricted, why they feel like they're sweating. It, it really helps to normalise it for them. 
Okay, yeah, because they can pinpoint exactly what it is. And a lot of what you're saying there, I know we were chatting about this the last time we were dealing with nightmares in our house. Thanks be to God, a lot of this has calmed down in the last while, which is great uh, in our house. We've had a lot of uh, peaceful nights. Uh, The worry monster that I mentioned to you the last time seems to be working. Uh, As you're saying, you know, uh, we're communicating about what it is uh, that's going on. What is the the monster, you know, so to speak. Um, He's scribbling down the worries, putting it into the monster and they're being eaten up by the monster and this seems to be working so it depends on the child and the age and all of that as well Uh, but different things can work obviously for for different people what are you hoping that parents get from the book I suppose I really hope that they get a sense of hope that you know they're good enough as parents and that you know it's okay to feel frozen when your child is anxious it's okay to feel like you don't know what the heck you're doing it's okay to feel angry it's okay to feel frustrated but you have a choice in how you react but you won't feel like you have a choice if you're not minding yourself as a parent so I have a full chapter there on lotus of self-care which is how you can mind yourself physically spiritually psychologically emotionally socially in your life and unless you fill your cup you can't actually feel like you have a choice so there are and every situation your child presents you with if they say I'm you know like what we talked about last week um, you know mommy there's a monster in mm. the room you can tell your child no there isn't everything's fine and get kind of frustrated and yes. angry back or if your cup is full you can say okay let me just think about this a second you can breathe and you can go Okay, right, so you feel there's a monster in the room. Oh, my goodness. I remember feeling like I, there was a monster in my room when I was younger, and that must be really tough, honey. I wonder what we're going to do about that monster. And you have a choice. You, it's not about reacting automatically, but you're also good enough, and it's okay to mess up and to repair when you feel you've messed up. Oh, I think we really need to hear that as parents this morning. Yeah. Mali, thank you so, so much as always. How can people get the book? It's out everywhere, I presume, it's yes? It's out everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, online and bookshops everywhere. Perfect. Listen, thank you so, so much for joining me on the show this morning. And if you want more info on it, you can actually go onto my website as well, drmallycoin.ie, because there's like all the media stuff is in there as well. Perfect. drmallycoin.ie. The book is called Love In, Love Out, A Compassionate Approach to Parenting Your Anxious Child. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.